0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone. This is Dave C. And you're listening to Never Isolated, a podcast hosted here on the TalkShoe site. And um, today's episode is episode 38, Never Isolated, Money, Cars and Testing. Here on TalkShoe, the show ID is seven nine one zero. Double six seven, but of course you may be listening to this on one of the many different podcast directories, or the podcast app, or indeed iTunes. Um, I do these live, um, and I'm doing them daily, Monday to Friday, trying to keep them around thirty minutes, a little bit under if possible. And I try and give out information mainly related to people based in the UK, but we do talk about some of the issues that are happening around the world during the course of this worldwide pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19. Um, I won't be unmuting anybody who drops into the call. I will try and acknowledge them. But we're trying to sort of uh, do this on a um, a presentation mode of Podcast at the moment. However, we have been putting out a number of weekend episodes as well that have included, are indeed all, all being at the moment, uh, quizzes, a little bit more lighthearted, well, a lot more lighthearted quizzes. Uh, and we have up to date done four of those the last one was episode 36 so do seek that uh, those out please uh, and you'll find them i think uh, one was number 19 and 24 uh maybe 30 and 36 so if if you're sort of inundated with all the news about all the shocking events, the life-changing, world-changing events that have been uh, reverberating around the world, um, we thought, since about February of, of this year, 2020. But indeed, uh, some of the uh, countries that have had this situation for longer have actually been searching back and they've noticed that one or two uh, perhaps they've got samples or whatever, one or two cases of coronavirus may have entered or uh, left um, the country of origin as early as even December of last year. <coughs> Excuse me, a lot more research being undertaken on that. But um, being a Tuesday today, a Tuesday the 5th of May and um, in the room, I'm displaying my uh, little uh, slightly humorous graphic that I put up for the Twitter account. We have a Twitter account for this show, and that is never isolated. And that is as a single word for the Twitter. Of course, um, you um, the show itself is two separate words, never isolated. Show ID seven nine one zero double six seven, and this graphic has um. Um, a strapline on it from yesterday. Uh, May the fourth graphs be with you. So yesterday we were uh, focusing particularly on four graphs of um, what is happening during lockdown with regards to um, crime and concerns and so on. But today we're going to move slightly away from stats, although I will mention them in a moment, to some of the other Excuse me. Far-reaching effects that um, this world-changing, indeed, uh, what is the famous quote going around? The new normal, we which we have yet to um, to fully um, realize and uh, take on board. I think, and of course, uh, more and more of the developing worlds are even in a, a a more difficult plight because they haven't got the infrastructure that perhaps some of the uh, the uh, Western countries and um, the more developed, oil-rich countries and so on, do have and can bring to bear to help their population. Uh, and of course, some of these poorest countries, unfortunately, have a very, very large populations and they're spread over very diverse and um, large countrysides. So that's a little bit of our digression. So let me read the strap, strap line for today. Today we talk money, cars, and testing. Yeah, that's a bit of a disparate group, isn't it? Uh, as the impact of the coronavirus affects more and more parts of our current lives and our future prospects. Uh, yes, hopefully we, hopefully we do have future prospects. Yes, we will get through this. Uh, the uh, health of the nation, both financial, uh, mental emotional and um, physical, um, of course, are yet to um, to be played out. And um, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. Now, um, as I mentioned before, the stats that I have when I do this, it's um, just coming up to 11.30 uh, British summertime as I do this. So there's no new real information today. And indeed, the information that I have from yesterday Monday the 4th, may the 4th be with you, um, that that in actual fact relates to Sunday. So the the announcements in the UK for Sunday, I think the new deaths were 288. And I say that with some trepidation because the, the totals that had gone up to me Seem to be more than 288. So I'm not too sure that that was just English figures on that. But the new total, very sadly indeed, and of course, as um, all the uh, leaders of the devolved UK state, um, these are not just stats. These are real people's lives, uh, family members, uh, lost loved ones, and um, each one needs to be remarked uh, marked with the respect of any other. But sadly, that new total is at 28,734. And uh, as we know, the the stats given out on the Mondays and when today's Tuesdays are sometimes lower than we hear as we get towards the end of the week. It's not because um, people particularly uh, die more towards the end of the week it's just that some of the stats catch up and of course the government are now using a broader <clears throat> uh, uh, group of people it's not just people who've died in hospital uh, but also those who have been uh, reported from care facilities and on their death certificates so very sadly in the UK Uh, by the figure I have is 28,734. So by the end of the month, even though that curve is flattening, even though uh, the Prime Minister Boris Johnson has said that we are beyond the peak, um, there seems to be an inevitability that that figure will uh, go over 30,000 and if there is a very what we would call a long tail as a slow decline of these numbers for many weeks and months um it will be an achievement and it's awful to say but it'd be an achievement if that number can be kept under um 40,000 or even under 50,000. Very, very sad. Although <clears throat> one indication that the National Health Service as uh, coping better and less people are needing critical support is that the uh, one of the Nightingale office, um, hospitals, I think the first one in London, uh, which if you remember was built to be able to uh, be expanded uh, up to whole thousands of beds. Uh, but was initially open with 500 beds has only been treating 60 or 70 or 80 people at the moment and those are going to be moved back into main hospitals and the um, uh, and the hospital itself not going to be mothballed but it was it's going to go back into standby status so those staff can be redeployed and um, of course the emphasis is now also on testing which is one of the uh, mentions it in our title money cars and testing so let's go to those other um, non-medical mentions first and then we'll end uh, a little bit on this testing uh, that is um, going to under, uh, be undertaken. this trial that um, <clears throat> was announced by Matt Hancock um, on the daily briefing so um let me just bring my pages up remember and um, I do quote from the BBC uh new site and this is uh, want you to go to their site but i believe by uh, quoting it rather than just giving my um, um uh, rambling assessment of it it uh, means that the information i'm trying to give out is hopefully uh, as accurate as um well as accurate as the bbc coverage is indeed so that's bbc doll the bbc <laughs> bbc.co.uk mostly from the news section but there's also a coronavirus section and a new a UK, a world and a health section that I have also drawn upon. The live um, section which sometimes uh, seems to stop me in my tracks when I'm talking because from the time I get the pages set up and ready and start this call Um, those numbers have somewhat been revised. So let me look at the little summary and read some of the items on the summary. The worldwide COVID-19 death toll is now above that quarter of a million mark. Only yesterday I was saying it was approaching it. It's now above it, according to John Hopkins University. The US... um, may be hitting its peak, are coming off its peak, because the US records 1,015 virus deaths in 24 hours, which amazingly is the lowest one-day tally in a whole month. So they've been sadly losing to this disease over 1,000 UK citizens each day in the last month. Awful, awful figures. and um, the number includes those who have died with the virus and not necessarily because of the virus. So that's, again, a widened uh, thing of that. However, um, Sir Patrick Valance here, and this was just posted at 11.30, and it's now 11.37, so in the last five, six, seven minutes, um, the UK chief uh, advisor, has been giving evidence to the Health and Social Care Committee. So this is not a public thing uh, broadcast, although it, it is actually filmed, I think. He told the meeting that we are still, well, this is uh, quite disturbing to see in black and white, we are still quite early in the pandemic. And I know there's there's a growing sensation of you know people wanting to come out of the lockdown, trying to get back to some normality, but he said that we are still quite early in the pandemic. Let me read a little bit more about this, this because this has come up since I started today's uh call. Although most countries are getting to on, on top of the. See, I don't like this word, each, but <clears throat> it is understandable. It's, it's added the word first in here. So although most countries are getting on top of the first peak, now that implies that there's not a peak and there may be a second wave. That seems to indicate that um, from statistical reviews and past pandemics, um, SARS and things like that, that's the way they are phrasing it. Getting on top of the first peak, in some ways, it doesn't mean the whole thing's gone away, he said. I'm going to read this section, but please do go and let me put in, there's nobody else in there. Let me just go to my text chat page and put in the links. This is something if you listen um, to these on the Talk you site and go to the episode page, you'll see the, the links that I... Refer to uh, put in uh, not all of them, some I read out, but um, this one I am going to put in, and I've also put it, um, I shall also read it out bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash world dash 5253 double nine oh five, and I'm going to read this one again because this is, um, quite um. <clears throat> start news i think bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash live forward slash world dash five two five three double nine zero five so sir patrick also said the r number remember uh, if r is one then one person affects um infects one other If we get it below one substantially, then that means each person infects less than one other person, and that brings down the curve. The R number, the reproduction rate of the virus needed to be below one, as this means the epidemic is reducing. It is currently, and this seems quite a wide range, between 1.6 and 1.9, with a little bit of regional variants R is thought to be lower in the community than in care homes and hospitals but it is hard to tell due to the three routes of infection making it hard to tell the source um, and I'm just going to refresh that page because it's just updated as I'm speaking <clears throat> on immunity the question is of course uh, this testing uh, uh, that uh, is going to go um hopefully on and I'll talk a little bit more about that um um next week on this um this idea of um, tracing track and tracing uh, that they have mentioned um um test um test trace and isolate we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow um but the reason for knowing about people if they've got the antibodies is that that's helpful, but it's only helpful if we know that having been exposed and recovered, that gives you or imparts some immunity for uh, weeks and months, maybe even a few years following on, because that will suppress the ability for the virus to to have a major second wave. So on immunity, back to his quote now, on immunity the evidence suggests the vast majority of people who have had the infection have in quotes some form of antibody response but that we do not know what degree of protection that gives so um, this is some of the concern about um what's happening in some of the European countries in terms that um, they're, they're easing off, and, and and some ways down in Australasia, in uh, New Zealand and uh, uh, Australia itself, um, there's a loosening of um, things. The um, New Zealand Prime Minister discusses the Trans-Tasman travel bubble with the, the Australian Cabinet. They're trying to find ways of easing out uh, things. Um, uh, India. India is among the countries to start easing restrictions. Uh, even as it reports record numbers of new infections and deaths. Um, so um, uh, there's an awful lot on this summary page, and um, that is being um, a, a live page, so it is being updated. <clears throat> Indeed, that was the very next thing. As I just mentioned, the travel bubble, For more information came up about that. So i just very briefly mentioned that. This uh, went up literally two minutes ago. Travel bubble plan helps to kickstart flights. Australia and New Zealand are planning a travel bubble or corridor that will allow the quarantine free flow of people between the two neighbours. Both countries have severely restricted international travel to prevent the spread of coronavirus. However, if successful, the bubble could grow to include more countries that have low number of cases a wider scheme is planned with Canada and other Asian economies to help supply chains. And well, if you remember, one of the stories we commented on way back was the fact that, um, um, you know, some people had travelled um, from China uh, via um, another country to Canada, uh, Canadians returning home. And that is believed to be how uh, Canada got its first um Things. I'm going to leave that page because it is updating as I'm talking, and uh, uh, we were going to talk about the non health things at the moment. So, um, in our title, as mentioned already, money, cars, and testing, um, in the US, and um, the US, and I'll read the URL for it. In fact, I'll put it in the room at the moment. Let me put that in the room. And I am trying to keep these slightly short, but breaking news um, is, is coming out all the time. And I know that's why some people are getting um, news fatigue because they almost can't face hearing more, more concerns, more areas of the economy, more areas of daily life that are impacted. Um, so I think there are two types of people that are suffering, those who are trying to seek out every indication of the direction of things and other people are thinking, I'm gonna stay at home, self-isolate, keep my head down and try to keep my emotional health um, uh, cocooned in some way. And I don't know which is the best strategy. Um, But if you're listening to this, you perhaps do want to know that more information. So this is bbc.co.uk forward slash news forward slash business dash five two five three seven nine three eight u.s. to borrow a record well i'm going to use the word eye-watering for record three trillion dollars as spending st- stores and this presumably is on top of that um, money they were sending directly to an unemployed uh, remember, their unemployment rate has rocketed, and um, Americans were going to get money in their hands. I think it was $1,200, um, and I don't know whether that was one payment hour per month. But let's read what a little bit of what it says. Please do go to the BBC site. I feel, as I say, there is a public... Um, need for this information to get to a widest possible audience. I therefore feel that mentioning what is put on that site is in the public um, uh, best interests, And it's under those conditions that I read things from it. And I read them from it rather than give my assessment, as I mentioned before, because I don't want to put in any bias from my own thinking. If I say I'm gonna make a comment, I will couch it in those terms. But here, from this page, the US has said it wants to borrow a record $3 trillion. That's 2.4 million trillion pounds in the second quarter as the coronavirus related packages blow up the budget. The sum, listen to this is staggering. The sum is more than five times the previous quarterly record set at the height of the 2008 financial crisis five times that because of course that impacted uh, a major element of society of course it started from the um, the, uh, the third party loans didn't it and um, uh, to do with money being lent on homes and houses uh, maybe in cases to people who weren't fully um either vetted are are borrowing beyond their means and the whole house of cards clapped we all know the story it's taken us 10 to 12 years to to start recovering from that and this in uh, this stimulus is five times in one quarter what it was then in all of 2019 the country borrowed um trillion. That's just over one and a quarter trillion. The U.S. has approved about three trillion dollars in virus-related relief, including health funding and those direct payouts that I mentioned. The total U.S. government debt is now near 25 trillion. Now, I do remember there's been uh, oscillations in the the, the debt um, um, over the, the many years with different presidents uh, having to deal, of course, with uh, maybe international wars and other things. And uh, the debt has um, uh, gone down to almost zero to, I think it was 70 trillion or something at one stage, um, maybe 20 years back. Anyway, very briefly, a little bit more of this. Um, the latest spending packages are estimated to be worth about 14% of the country's whole economy. The government has also extended the annual uh, 15th of April deadline for tax repayments. So there'll be some people in the individuals in the US who we uh, know about that. I know one of my uh, friends and colleagues um, was was pleased to have managed to get his tax returns done on time, but now that is being extended and. Um, uh, decisions are still underway for further assistance, um, uh, although some Republicans have expressed concerns about the impact of more spending on the country's skyrocketing national debt. I think it's uh, approaching. A hundred percent. I'm sure I saw that. Maybe it has been revised. Let me see. Yes, I'll read this last sentence from it. The U.S. Congressional Budget Office last month predicted—oh, predicted—not yet—the budget deficit would hit 3.7 trillion dollars this year, while the national debt soared above 100% of GDP. Staggering numbers in strange. And very uh, well difficult is is under on un, uh, doesn't even describe uh, the things. So I'm going to move quickly on to just one of the news items in the UK before we finish on this um, this um, testing that's going to be going on this trial that's going to be going on. So let me just mention this. Uh, this is the cars in our title. Um, Uh, This was posted just uh, uh, over an hour ago, maybe an hour and a half now, because I haven't refreshed the page. Let's just do that. Yeah, two hours ago now it's gone to. UK car sales plunge to the lowest level since 1946. Now, just to give you an idea of how long ago that was, I was born in 1946. So... That's unbelievable. Now you may think, well, that's that's a first-world country problem. Who wants to be going out spending, you know, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand on a car when we've got all these other immediate worries? But the point is, of course, it impacts the economy. The the, um, the when a car is built, there's all, and I should say assembled. <laughs> when the cars are assembled and built, and um, there are for every I think for every thousand jobs in the car making industry, there are another 10,000 support workers who make their living in in supplying parts uh, are indeed in terms of, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, you know, everything from, uh, you know, tire shops to uh, MOT places, this, that, and the other, and so on. So it pushes fingers. This was what happened years and years ago. It shows how old um, When the coal mines stopped, or the steel uh, uh, furnaces uh, went down uh, because a whole town may be dependent on one single industry. So let's just read a little bit about this. Uh, I'm going to keep it briefer than I intended. Because I've waffled and talked too much. New car registrations almost ground to a halt in April after coronavirus lockdown measures were introduced, the motor industry said. Figures from the industry body, the SMMT, show only 4,321 cars were registered. 4,321 cars in one month. That's the twelfth of the year. So that's, do the maths yourself. Uh, 12, that's, 12, that's only, gonna I mean, if that was to be continued over a whole year, that would mean that less than 50,000 cars would be registered in one year. Unbelievable. The uh, April's figure marked a 97% plunge These figures are staggering, aren't they? 97% plunge in the sales from the same month last year. The closure of car dealerships as part of the measures to try and combat the disease has hit some uh, consumer registrations. Now, there's a lot more there. Please go and read it. Um, uh, And there's a graph there which is absolutely graphic. It just falls off a cliff. Falls off a clip. It shows a graph from two thousand and ten to two thousand and ten years. So taking the average from ten years ago, it's just dropped ninety-seven percent from that ten-year average. Uh, I'll just give one more sentence from this. The four thousand figure for April compares with a hundred and sixty one thousand and sixty four new cars that were registered in the same month the previous year so from sixteen thousand down to four thousand in that one month now i realize that's not a drop of ninety percent but um um i i think they're reading on from that including may and so on so that is um there's an analysis under there um by Theo Leggett, the business correspondent. So go and read uh, what Theo has to uh, comment on that. And that is one of the pages where you can have your say. There's 405 comments already on there. So let me uh, go back to our uh, title. So um, here we go. Money cars and testing so let's go to the final plank of uh today's um thing that we're doing um i haven't got time to go on a international review today but um let me mention uh this um and i will give the url out and this again has been updated uh uh just eight minutes ago it was updated Key Workers to Trial NHS Tracing App. So we'll put the URL in this. We'll spend a little bit of time on this and then we'll close out uh, uh, likely to be over the 30-minute mark. Apologies for that. Um, But um, here we go. So Key Workers to Trial. Now, this was announced yesterday, but there's a little bit uh, meat. On here, and by the way, the the um, the total there, by the way, is on the um, number that I gave earlier. Uh, just confirm what I say: the total deaths in the UK now are indeed sadly that 28,734, and the change from the previous day was indeed for the whole of the UK 288, which is uh, uh, the lowest figure uh, I think they've given for for a long time. The total confirmed cases has gone over 190,584, 190, and the change of total cases is up to 3,985. But remember, that's possibly because more testing is going on. Okay. So let me have a read of what it says. The NHS app that claims to track the track and spread of coronavirus is being rolled out for the first time. This is a phone app, of course, as part of a trial and they have chosen the Isle of Wight to do it. Council and health workers will be the first to try the contract tracing app with the rest of the island able to download it from Thursday if the trial is successful it could be available across the UK within weeks so people put this app on their phone they allow the app to uh, to know their location it works by enabling the Bluetooth so they've got to enable the Bluetooth on their phone this is me talking summarizing what um, uh, when I watched it yesterday and the idea is um, from the phone mast information, and of course the island well, is, um, you know, an inc- it's an island obviously, therefore, you know, with people not moving to and from the island very much, you know that the same people are coming into contact. As your phone, uh, and it's using a, a lower powered version of um, uh, Bluetooth that either only switches on every minute or so, or whatever to conserve. So it's not running down your battery as much as some Bluetooth can. And um, it, it, it makes a note um, of the phone. Not, I don't think your personal details so much. Those details will be stored from the app, but it will only ping uh, neighboring people that come within your, your immediate vicinity as being in contact. If then at a later stage, you as the holder of that phone um, present with symptoms and phone up at the NHS, um, you know, and either are tested or confirmed. The app can be uh, mined for which of the phones came within contact of with you within the previous three, four, five days, and they will get a text message, not naming and shaming you, but saying, with uh, you know on uh, you know sunday of such and such uh, you your, you came within a certain radius of uh, a user who is now tested positive please uh, seek out um, and i think they have to list uh, the the a message goes fire the app and then the people with apps on they get a message to their app telling them this and for them to seek it out. Let me see if there's any more details on the page. So that's, please do go and check the accuracy of what I have just said. Let me read more carefully here. The new app published on Apple and Google's app stores for people with Android, of course, Google Apps, works by using Bluetooth connection. It recalls when two people have the app and within a certain distance of each other, they may not be talking, you may just be uh, you know, on a bus or whatever it because when two people have, are within a certain distance of each other for longer than a specified amount of time. And they did say that on the meeting that, you know, the longer you're in proximity, the more likely there is to be a cross infection. If one of those people later reports having symptoms, all the other app users they came into significant contact with over recent days will be alerted, and if judged necessary, told to self-isolate. The exact advice on what they should do will depend on the evolving context of the approach. Now, some one of the questioners um, that uh, asked was, uh, "Well, what about those people who haven't got phones on the island? I mean, uh, you know, this is not going to be an exact." Um, trial is it? If they haven't all got phones, but um, then Matt got made I thought a very uh, considered answer to that, which is obviously being discussed, and that is, well, we want what's happening on the Isle of Wight to mimic the rest of the UK and elsewhere in the UK. There'll be people without phones, so if we chose a place where everybody, um, you know, everybody was up to date with the tech and everybody had the phone, and we were getting, you know, perfect, hundred percent results, and we. Applied that across the country then the results would be different because we wouldn't be getting the same intelligence in those areas. So he said it's a microcosm. The analogy I thought, and this is my thought again, is a little bit like when elections are on, they uh, the uh, people who do the numbers try and pick a a small area that reflects the national. So let's say the breakdown of voting for certain parties was and they find a a, a a town or city with, say, 100,000 people in, and the breakdown of their votes was exactly the same percentages of da da, da 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 The next time the election is, they go back to that town and poll what their thoughts are, because there's a chance that that might also be a reflection in the next one. Of course, people leave and move out of areas, but that's the working theory behind it, as I understand it. There we go. Right. I think as we're getting very <clears throat> long on today's episode, let's talk about that. So there'll be hopefully more information about Track and Trace today. Sadly, it might be that the uh, 288 figure for that was announced yesterday, of course, on the Monday, which were Sunday's figures. So um, today on May the 5th, we'll be hearing Monday's figures Um, Hopefully they won't have have, have, have leapt in any way. And, of course, the UK is saying that we're watching international uh, things. What is happening in these countries where they're easing lockdowns? And is that leading to a bounce in their figures? Well, that's enough for now. Please um, keep yourself safe. Keep uh, uh, self-isolated. Keep washing your hands with that 20-second rule, if you can. And um, with that, I will um, be back to talk to you tomorrow and hopefully at the weekend we'll have our uh, Lonesome Quiz 5 for you. Seek out those episodes. If you check us out on um, somewhere like iTunes and you you see the list of programs, you just look for the ones with the word quiz in them and those are uh, less concerning episodes. Go and have a try at them. They are a little bit longer, run about an hour. Thanks for listening and bye for now